Welcome to the Bridgeway Church Podcast. My name is David Bowden, and every week I sit down with one or several members of our church staff and host a conversation about how Bridgeway is seeking to fulfill its mission as the Church of Jesus Christ here in our city. If you are a member of Bridgeway, we hope this helps you more deeply engage with what God is doing in our midst. And if you aren't a part of Bridgeway, we hope you feel welcome and that our discussions may lead to more Christ-glorifying ministry in your own context. Let's jump in. All right, well, welcome everyone to the Bridgeway Podcast. This is our last week in our worship series, and with me in the fifth and final week, he made it to the end, is Tyler Hayes. Here I'm he so is. glad to be here. Thank you for being here with me the whole time, man. It's been good. What am I going to do next week? I have no idea. What are you going to do with your life? I don't know. Hmm. You're going to see the world. <laughs> see the world. <laughs> what Travel. are you going to do now? Travel. I'm going to Disney World. Probably like... Go to Colorado. Answer emails. There you go. <laughs> Answer emails. Catch up on everything <laughs> you should have been doing. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, well, today we're going to be talking about worship and life. And uh, we've talked a lot about the corporate gathering of worship. And now we want to talk about how worship is your whole life. Mm-hmm. And we hinted at that the very first episode, but we have not unpacked it. We've been really focused on the corporate gathering. And so we're going to be talking about that, right? I love it. Okay. So we, we have another guest with us. Do you want to introduce do. her? I do. Okay. This is my friend, Susan Rosser. Hello. Hello. Susan is a worship leader here at Bridgeway. She's a counselor here at Bridgeway. She's a mom. She's a wife and many other things, I'm sure, but we're excited to have her with us. She's sacrificially drinking black coffee instead of <laughs> no, with it's drinks. Delicious. Okay, good. When you're stuck with Keurig coffee every day like that's me, true. you yep. have to, you know, mm-hmm. put some stuff in. Yeah, that's good. So we, you're blessed with black coffee. You then. did talk about Folgers. I am blessed with it today. I negatively did. in the last I did. Episode, in, in, I did a couple of ago. ago. I did ne- talk negatively about Folgers. And I stand by that. Yeah. I stand by that. Okay. Yeah. I don't mean to diss anybody who really loves Keurig coffee, though. I do. I do. I have a problem with you. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually a pour-over. That's a pour-over. David yeah. Bowden. Technically. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen. This is a pour-over. I mean, yes. technically, that's also this like all delicious. we have at Bridgeway, because that's, that's how snooty we are. The only kind of coffee you can make how is can, a pour-over. There's a Keurig upstairs. Oh, no. There is. Oh. <laughs> what am I going to do? Yeah. I have to leave now. I just have to leave Bridgeway. <laughs> we don't work upstairs. <laughs> oh, that's true. We work downstairs. <laughs> okay. Well, anyway, this has yeah, been anyway. a great introduction. <laughs> right. uh, but uh, anyway, yeah, so today we're going to be talking about worship and life. Um, Tyler, you mentioned a while back um, that worship is not just what we do on Sunday morning. Mm-hmm. Uh and it's not just singing. Right. Right? <clears throat> Prove it. No. <laughs> like, why why is that though? Like when we think worship, we think sing. At True. least I do. Like and Yeah, me too. Growing up, that's what I thought. Right. And you're the worship pastor and right. what you do is music. And so those things do tend to be semi synonymous. Mm. But um what why why should we see all of life as worship? What do you think? Yeah, I think because Romans twelve okay. <laughs> tells us to Yeah. Yeah, I mean, is my initial thought. Okay, what does Romans 12 say? I appeal to you, therefore, brothers, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship. Hmm. So, like, if if our acceptable, or our spiritual worship to God is offering our bodies as living sacrifice, right, Mm -hmm. as a living sacrifice, then it has to be more than singing, right? Yeah, your bodies, <coughs> not just bodies, your mouth. Everything, right? right? Or even your heart. You your know, heart. Just all of it. Everything. All of it. Your feet, your hands. That's right. Eyes. So that's that's why. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's got to be bigger than than just singing. Yeah. You know. Susan, what about you? When you when you think about 
why is all of life supposed to be worship, not just singing? What, like, what do you think of what comes to mind? Well, immediately I think about how we're created in his image. Mm -hmm. And so how can everything I do kind of filters through being created in him and and bearing a part of who he is. Um, yeah. yeah, I think that's really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, when God made Adam and Eve and put them in the garden, made them in his image, you know, back then the whole idea that kings would do is they would make idols in their image, you know, mm-hmm. like statues, and they would put them at the border of their lands. And so when people would cross the border, they would see the king's image and they would be like, this land belongs to this king, yeah. right? And so that's what God made Adam and Eve to be, or us to be, is to be his little idols right, all around the world and say, this is God's kingdom. This yeah. earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof, right? Well, and so like just our existence living with the Holy Spirit in us, being made in the image of God is an act of worship, just like an idol's very existence. You look at right. it and it's worship. Right. Because it exists. Right. Like, I mean, that's why whenever the prophets would tell people to tear down their idols, like that's what they were doing. Stop worshiping the idols. The only way to do that is to tear them down. Right. So our very existence is worship. That's really good. I don't know if very I've ever good. thought about it like that. Yeah. That's cool. Um, and I think too, like that can, for me, you know, at thinking about, you know, worship um, and song and life mm. in kind of my stage of life um, as a stay at home mom, um, I just, the, the times to carve out with like these notions of what we think worship are, is, mm-hmm. you know, connecting with God through a quiet time or through specific times of worship, like we just don't get that. That's not a guarantee every day. Totally. Yeah. So worship has to, has to mean something different. Yep. Like if, if it means finding that space to sit in a quiet time or to find the time to like worship in song in the midst of my day, I don't know that I'm going to get there. Sure. So it has to mean something more than that. Mm-hmm. Like living and breathing and cooking and cleaning has to be. Yes. Therefore, like yep. done to the glory of God, it has to be worship. Yep. My discipleship group has been telling me that a lot because I've got my first kid now. So I'm <laughs> entering that season of life for the first time where it's like, where did the time that I used to be able to like just be quiet and be with mm-hmm. God at home, where did that go? <laughs> like, right. And they were like, yeah, man, you got to like, worship while you clean the dishes and <laughs> right. like that is in serving your wife and changing your son's diaper because right. he, he needs it is serving him and that's worship and yeah um yeah it's amazing that because like ultimately I mean, i'm trying to think like biblically here too because sure. like i think anyone could be like yeah okay that kind of makes sense but it's like i think it's first corinthians that says like whether you eat or drink whatever you do mm-hmm. do it for the glory of God and like what did we talk about in like the first episode is the aim of Bridgeway music is to exalt God right to give him glory to ascribe it to his name and so if I can eat to the glory of God and sing to the glory of God surely everything that falls in between the most magnificent the most mundane can all be worship that's good yeah that's interesting well and what is it to be made in his image Mm. I don't know. You know? I thought you were like, setting it up, so I was going well, to answer. Well, <laughs> like, to be made in his image is more than, it's it's everything. Like, how yeah. are we made in God's image? We're made in God's image as creators. Oh, right. So yeah. even as we, even as we cook, even right. as we um, dress ourselves, yes. all of it is creative. Like, yeah. it's all this creative mm-hmm. output that is reflecting God, therefore. Right. Um, but then it's all obviously like the heart change. We're all creators, whether yeah. or not we have the Holy Spirit dwelling in us. Right. We're made in the image of God in that way. But to connect what we're doing with, not just with the act of creating, but mm-hmm. actually 
to the glory of God because yeah. we're made in his image. The acknowledgement of that, I think, is what moves the worship piece. Yeah. yeah. I think there's two really important things you're hitting on there. One is this, like, what does it mean to be created in the image of God? Where, where are these creators like he was in the beginning? And he gave man and woman something to do, to tend the garden, you know, to make, to like, to keep it, mm-hmm. you know, to tend it and to keep it, um, which was the same command given to the priests in the tabernacle. They were told to tend and keep, same Hebrew mm-hmm. words. That's what they were told to do. And for us, it's like, tend and keep your home. Like there's, right. th- like, you know, like uh, when the Holy Spirit was hovering over the the face of the waters, you know, that, that translation uh, is like, chaos there was like chaos in the waters and yeah. like w- water was a symbol of chaos in the ancient world and it's like sometimes you can look at your home and it's like you're hovering over the face of chaos <laughs> yeah. and there's dirty dishes Absolutely. and running kids and there's toys everywhere and there's bills that need to be paid and think and man you get to be adam and eve and tend that and what are you doing you're reflecting the image of god by taking chaos and forming it into beauty yeah right like you wake up in the morning you look like a hot mess you take a shower you do your hair you clothe yourself and you're tending the chaos right and like that could be worship yeah absolutely. that's really cool and i love that like the sacred can come into the mundane and i don't like saying the word secular but you know sure uh so that was one thing you said and then the other cool thing you were pointing out was that we all do this creative thing innately because everyone is made in the image of god mm-hmm. but then there's the heart shift which is mm-hmm. not all creation is worship right mm-hmm. but um, everything that the Christian does that is creation can be worship if one thing is changed, which I is the heart what, condition, which heart. is what you were talking about. That's, yeah. Yeah. that's what the Lord acknowledges. Yeah. You know, it's so like, not what is that? the performance, yeah. it's the heart. That's good. Not the performance, but the heart. I think that's so Boom. key. Because what we talked about so much in this worship series is like, right. God's after your heart. He wants that's your right. adoration. So like, I mean, what does that look like then when we're doing dishes or like finding quiet time and you know to like actually read the bible and worship or serve our kids or our spouse like what what does god want from our hearts in those moments like thoughts on that yeah i mean i think it goes back to our last episode like he wants our adoration and our love you know but i also think like when we're thinking of like home life and tending our garden like our heart posture i think a lot of times should be one of gratitude Mm, for the things that we have so like if i think about you know, cutting the grass as an act of worship. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. Like, for me, in my best moments, right, uh, it's like, Lord, thank you. Thank you for this grass mm-hmm. that, that, that I own, that you've given me, right. that I'm yeah. tending. Mm-hmm. Like, let this be an act of worship to you because of the posture of my heart, mm-hmm. of gratitude, of love, of affection. Like, yeah. Like I get to do this, right? You know, you, you gave me this this land. I get to tend it right now, right? You yeah, know? totally. Or, or kids, same thing. Like, you know, changing diapers is crazy sometimes. Yep. You know, but it's like my heart posture is like, oh man, this is my child. Yeah. Like, you're you're calling me as an act of worship to you, like to tend this. Yeah. Tend to this child right now. Yeah, and so. it kind of it kind of goes back to what we've talked about where there's a fundamental shift in what we're thinking about that changes our heart toward a given action. And so it's like you enter into something that you do all the time and all you have to do is a simple acknowledgement of God. And whether that's like, man, thank you for toothpaste, God. Right. (laughs) I don't have to get cavities. (laughs) Like, and it's just like, Oh, you know, you can be thankful in all things, you know, even that's worship. Like, so that's just really cool. Um, what, anything else you'd want to add to that, Susan? Well, I'm just thinking about how, like, worship in if God's looking at our hearts like 
even when our when we don't feel that pretty on mm. the end. you know mm. like he wants our hearts even when it's not pretty that when we are having this you know i still remember the day that those that season of life when i couldn't get to the quiet time yep. you know and um and i and the pray without ceasing idea like i r- realized what it really was because i couldn't make it to the quiet time and i couldn't make it to the worship moment in my mm. house i couldn't create what i had been used to with the lord and so it became literally like when you said the dishes earlier like i feel like that's when it would happen Mm -hmm. it's like all of the because there's like a when you're when you're you know at least for me i remember transitioning and being in that season where i couldn't make it to the quiet time and kind of this like kind of like guilt yeah definitely yeah you know but like where my relationship with the lord became just that it became a without ceasing thing like mm-hmm. i need him now i can't go sit and do what i'm used to doing so it you know what i'm saying do you know what i'm trying to yeah, say yeah definitely so he wants our hearts even if even if it's not necessarily all packaged right and i think that's so important that's like i mean what did jesus talk to the pharisees and others about was being a whitewashed tomb where it's like you perform the yeah. actions on the outside but i'm after your heart and, you know, make the inside of the dish clean and mm-hmm. the rest will be clean. And so it's like your heart disposition is what he's after. And right. so it's your heart's disposition towards the Lord that makes everything worship. Right. You know, yeah. not necessarily what that action looks like. Right. And even when it's when what you're saying to the Lord, when you're when you're talking to the Lord with what's really going on inside mm. and when it doesn't look like gratefulness and when it doesn't look, you know, so like the pretty stuff of life. Yeah. But when it's crying, I think God is honored and worshiped when we meet him in relationship, mm-hmm. you know, um, when we acknowledge him in, in the, in even just the hard parts of life. Um, so I don't think worship is always this, like, at least for me, it's just not, it doesn't have to look like this pretty emotional, yeah. glorious moment, but it's meeting him in relationship. Yeah. And I, I'm reminded of like Deuteronomy and uh, the Proverbs that talk about like, take my words and mm-hmm. put them over the doors of your house right. and make necklaces out of yeah. them and put them on your forehead if you have to, you know, and it's just like, just so that like, as we're going al- around your day, you can remember that we're in relationship, that we have a, this covenant. When you said the word relationship, that's like the image that brought yeah. in my mind. It was just a house that's filled with chaos, but also just filled with remembrance of the Lord. Right. Yeah. yeah. I think it's an act of worship when we bring him our need. Right. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because what are we doing? No, like, I have to come to God all cleaned up with <laughs> <yeah>. no needs. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's like, oh, Lord, here's my need. I have, I, I don't feel grateful or I'm whatever. I'm, I'm frustrated yeah. right now. Things are a wreck. Like, I need you. That just magnifies his grace. Mm-hmm. And yeah. that is such an act of worship. That's good. Like, let me, let, me, let me run back to Romans 12 here. Um, I feel like we, we kind of talked about the image of God in us and how that is kind of a biblical foundation for all of life being worship. I think it's really helpful. Mm-hmm. There's a word here that I want to talk about. Present your bodies yeah. as a living sacrifice. Yeah. Right? Which is holy and acceptable to God. Okay. And that's spiritual worship. So how do we, <laughs> what is he asking us to do to present our bodies as a living sacrifice? Because a sacrifice doesn't live. Right. It dies. So this is a contradiction. Right. You know, it's meant to be. And that's the point is it's a living sacrifice. So like, what does he mean 
Like what do you, what do you, when you guys think of a living sacrifice and presenting your body to God as a living sacrifice, what have you thought of as you've thought about this verse in the past? I think about, I mean, just now when you said the sacrifice isn't living, mm-hmm. I mean, it makes me think about Christ yep. and his sacrifice, yep. like one death. Yeah. It's over. Like, right. you know, like one sacrifice for all. Right. Right. So for us, like our sacrifice in life is living because we are alive mm. in him. Right. Right. Like we don't, we don't die because he died. Right. I mean, we do die. Yeah. <laughs> you know, right. but uh, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. In it's the like, sense uh, that, like, it's like, is it Philippians like two twenty or 21? Yeah. talks about like, uh, I've been crucified with Christ. That's right. Nevertheless, I live. So I've died, but I keep living. That's right. That's a living sacrifice. That's because right. Because of the death of Christ in that's me, right. I can go on living. That's right. That's interesting. That's what I, that's, that's what I thought of. I don't think I've ever seen that there. That's really good. Yeah. That's really, really and good. And the only way that that's holy and acceptable to God. Mm. I'm not holy and acceptable <laughs> to Jesus God in myself. Is. Jesus right. is. That's so good. So it's like, it's again, like a life lived in light of the gospel. And doesn't that make you worship? Yes. Like if you're constantly, I carry with me the death of Christ, as yeah. Paul says, right? Like, and like when we do that, we live the sacrifice. Yeah. Right? Like we are living day to day depending upon the bread of life. Yeah, man. Right? Give us today our daily bread. I, let me eat the death of Christ today and know that it is my only way that I can be holy and acceptable to God. Yeah. And that makes me worship. Right. In everything, no matter what I'm doing, I'm going to worship in that because the gospel's there. Yeah. Yeah. What about you? When you've thought about this in the past, Susan, like what have you thought of a living sacrifice? A death to self. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Which is something Jesus calls us to. Yep. And a death to like an acknowledgement that we're like dead to our sin, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and that our sin has died essentially, and that yeah. we get to live for Him, like we've already really been saying. But those are the things that come to mind, like a death to self and a death to our own sin. Yeah, definitely, that's so cool. One of the things that I uh, I was studying Numbers a couple months ago, and um, I was reading the story about how the the priests, the Levites, um, they were basically supposed to die. <laughs> they were supposed to carry the death that um, the rest of the firstborn of Israel deserved. So if you remember back in the Passover, God saved the firstborn of Israel, right, yeah. and passed them over. And so then whenever they are at Sinai, God says that he bought all the firstborn of Israel by that sacrifice. And so he basically owns them because he mm-hmm. saved them, right? And so he said, but instead of all the firstborn of Israel having to come and work in my tabernacle, Instead, I'm going to let the tribe of Levi and all those men basically stand in your place. And so they will carry your death in them and they will live as your sacrifice at the temple, mediating for you constantly. Wow. And like, uh, and then I just think about that. So that's what the priests did. They mediated for the people. They were alive, but constantly sacrificing. They were this living yeah. sacrifice for the people. They were both like a, a visible living reminder of the sacrifice that should have been made of the firstborn. But then they were also making sacrifices for the people. On, like on the all this is like Leviticus language here. You know, yeah. it's like present your body as a living sacrifice and holy and acceptable are two of the most common words in Leviticus to describe sacrifice. And so like we know we're talking about the sacrificial system here. Yeah. And so like what are we to do now? Well, the Bible says that we are now a kingdom of priests. And so right. we live in this world going around like intermediating w- between God and man. We're yeah. the ambassadors of Christ to people. And like we get to live this life with the death of Christ in us. Right. And what do we do? We go around and we share the gospel and we, right. we tell people about 
what has happened in our Exodus story, which wasn't a Passover of one people group, but the Passover of all people groups by the shed blood of Christ, not a lamb. Mm. So it's just like, I was like, I couldn't help but think that Paul probably had the Levitical system and the Levites in his head when he wrote this. And I'm like, okay, so now how are we the new Levites? And how do we carry out that priestly role today as worship? Yeah. Because remember when we were talking about talking to Sam, I was like, when they heard the word worship back in John 4, you know, like at the temple or on the mountain that was in Samaria. Right. What were they thinking? Were they thinking singing or were they thinking cultic sacrifice? Right. It was probably like a little bit of both. Totally. And so I was like, Anyway, the, the the system of sacrifice is done now in Jesus. Right. But we we live it every day when we're reminded of his death and resurrection. Yeah. Anyway, this is a deep text. This is I a think. deep text. A really deep text. Yeah. Um, what's spiritual worship? This is your spiritual worship, Romans 12 says. What is that? Like, is it all worship spiritual? Is this different? <laughs> I think it, in my mind, I, I just went right back to when we were talking about John 4. Yeah. You know, when he says true worship is... In spirit and truth, right? Mm-hmm. That's the kind of worship the father's worshippers the father seeks, or whatever. I, I think it's an ex- maybe us being living sacrifices, holy and acceptable to God, is a way that we worship in spirit and truth. Mm-hmm. Is that yeah? Does that make sense? Yeah, I think so. That connection. I think it also helps with what we've been talking about with all the mundanity right. and the normalcy of life. Right. Where it's like, well, don't you worship at church and don't yeah, you worship right. in these environments? And the whole point of John 4 was, no, you worship everywhere because right. the Lord is spirit and you That's can right. worship in spirit. That's right. It's not about location. It's not about if I'm sitting on my couch with my Bible at a quiet time, like mm-hmm. which is a beautiful thing. Oh, but yeah. like, um, it's, it's because worship is in spirit now. Yeah. Like it's spirit and truth. That's and I, I think what we see Paul doing even earlier in Romans is really separating the flesh from the spirit. And so here... When he, he's doing it again, your body is a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship. I think he's just keeping hammering on the condition of the spirit rather than the condition of mm, the flesh. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think you're absolutely right. What is it back in Romans eight? Yeah, he says, uh, let's see here. He says, uh, who will free me from this body of death? He's talking oh, yeah, all, about seven, his, yeah. all about his mm-hmm. flesh, right? And basically how. Um, yeah, th- oh, this is what I was looking for. Yeah. By sending his own son in the likeness of sinful flesh. This is right. uh, three, 8, 3, and 4. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. By sending his own son in the likeness of sinful flesh and for sin, he condemned sin in the flesh in order that the righteous requirement of the law might be fulfilled in us who walk not according to the flesh, right. but according yeah. to the spirit. For those who live according to the flesh set their minds on the things of the flesh, mm-hmm. but those who live according to the spirit set their minds on things of the spirit. And it's, I think yeah. that's why he's separating the two here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, and like that, isn't that what we talked about? Like the normal stuff of life can look the same on the outside, right. but what is your mindset on? That's the right. mind that is set on the flesh is hostile to God. Yeah. For it does not submit to God's law. Indeed, it cannot. cannot. Yeah. Those who are in the flesh cannot please God. Amazing. However, you are not in the flesh, but in the spirit. Mm-hmm. If in fact the spirit of God dwells in you. Right. And so, yeah. So what is he? He's looping all this back in for us. Right. And saying like, y- those of you who are dead to the flesh because you are a living sacrifice because of the death of Jesus are now inhabited by the spirit. Everything you do is worship because you're setting your minds on things of the spirit. And so you, your life might look very similar to your neighbors. You both wash dishes. You both clean your house. You both change diapers, but you are worshiping. You're doing everything for my glory. And ultimately that's what I'm after. I'm after your heart and I'm after my glory in your heart. 
and only the Holy Spirit can bring that about. That's right. Which I think is like a comfort because I'm like, okay, oh, so how yeah. do I do this? Right. How do I worship when I'm changing a poopy diaper? And, right. you know, oh my gosh, it's so, so horrible. <laughs> it's like, well, the Holy Spirit will do that in you. That's right. And just ask, like, just, just pray. Just Like, God, help me do everything for your glory. Like, set my mind on things of the Spirit today. Or right. right now, I'm washing dishes. Set my mind on things of the Spirit. Yeah. And who knows what will happen. Right. That's cool. Well, awesome. Worship will happen. Worship will yeah. happen. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. That's so cool. Well, man, Susan, any other, like, what are some little things that you do throughout your day? Like speak practically to the other, like maybe some moms that are listening and what are some things that have been helpful for you to like worship through the day? Um, well, if I wake up and well, I mean, I think a lot of, a lot of people do this, but putting on worship music, I mean, I really think that, you know, God has really anointed wives and moms to set the, um, the thermostat as it were of the home. I really like, um, this podcast called, well, it's called modern homemakers and Mm. it's run by this lady named Donna Otto. And she always says, we're not a thermostat. We're not a thermometer. We're a thermostat. Oh, Mm. I see. Like we set the atmosphere. We set the temperature of our home. Cause a a thermometer responds to to a temperature. Uh huh. But we get to be a thermostat, not a thermometer. And I really have always liked that, that like, and I can see it. Mm. I can actually feel that. Like when I'm in a bad mood, it like sets this tone for the house. Or if I haven't like really connected with God, if I don't have peace um, with the Lord, then I feel I can really feel it in my home. Yeah. I'm even when, you know, and even if I don't get anything done during the day that <laughs> I wanted to get done, <laughs> yeah. if my heart is like at peace, you know, with the Father, it's like full of joy, yeah. you know, but if, mm. but if I did all the things I had on my list to do during the day and I'm just like full of bitter, then mm. like everybody's not doing well. You know what yeah. I mean? Man, that's good. I think that is where we need to land the plane because it's like, why do we need worship in all of life? Mm. Right. It's because of no matter what you're doing, whether you're doing the most fulfilling job in the world right. or the most mundane one, um, at the end of the day, you are always going to be looking at your score sheet mm-hmm. and you're going to go like, was my breath worth it today? Like, yeah. am I worth being alive? Like, how do I feel about myself? Mm-hmm. Am I content with who I am? And the only way that you can answer, yeah, not only am I okay, I'm loved and spotless and perfect and full of joy day after day after day, whether the money's in the bank or the not or not, or whether you're doing something fulfilling or not is if you have had spoken over you the blessing of God because of the gospel of Jesus, that you are holy and blameless. I've bought you with a price and I love you. And like, that's what we rehearse every day. We carry with us the death of Christ and his love for us. And it's the only way like, so like why worship all day? It's like, cause you need it. So you can <laughs> right. live. So you can live. Yeah. yeah. And like, we're not islands. Like we're yeah. affecting the people around us. Right. You yeah. Know? Yes. We're priests. We're priests. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. exactly right. That's really good. That's Man. Good. Well, thanks guys. This was awesome. really encouraging. <laughs> Thank you, Susan, for stopping yeah, by yeah. and, and joining us. Me. This was this great. Was well, this has been our five weeks on, we did it. on worship. So, uh, <laughs> so all right, Tyler, get your last uh, Bridgeway music plug in. Bridgeway music album. Album. Coming out in August. Yeah. So probably by the time this airs. Yeah. Hopefully. Hopefully yeah. it will be out. It's exciting. So check it out. You can go to bridgewaychurch.com or mm-hmm. follow us on Instagram at Bridgeway Music and we'll have updates. And Yeah. And if they if people have like 
Apple Music or Spotify, yeah. they would just search they Bridgeway would search Music. Bridgeway Music. Okay. It's going to be there. Awesome. Well, yeah. well, great. And Tyler, thank you for all your time and oh, man. pouring your heart into this. It's, it's been, been a great. joy. Okay. Yeah. Well, thank you everyone for joining us. Uh, we'll start a new series next week and we hope to see you there. Thank you for listening to the Bridgeway Podcast, where you will find a new conversation every Thursday. For more information about Bridgeway Church, we invite you to visit bridgewaychurch.com, or you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at BridgewayOKC, or on Facebook at facebook.com slash bridgewaychurchOKC. If you have any questions that you would like us to address on the podcast, feel free to email us at podcast at bridgewaychurch.com. And if you enjoy the podcast, please consider leaving us a review on the podcast app as it helps other people like you find our program. So on behalf of all the pastors and staff here at Bridgeway Church, I'm David Bowden saying thanks for listening and we will see you next week.